Hey guys, I'm Haley, and welcome to my episode of the Jaywalking Podcast, part one of a three-part series hosted by Jay Spitzer. So if you're up for it, stay tuned because we've got a great episode ahead. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jaywalking Podcast. We're on up to episode 14 now. Um, I'm your host, Jay Spitzer. And with episode 14, we're going to bring back Haley. We had some people reach out and ask um, if they could hear more about her side of the story. So it would be, I mean, we could title this, There's Two Sides to Every Story. You know, that's some corny something that I would do, I guess. But uh, I'm sorry that we haven't had an episode in a couple weeks or 10 days or somewhere in there. I had training all last week. And it's just been kind of busy. Life's been kind of busy with with work and stuff. So once that gets balanced out, hopefully I can throw some more in the mix. But I promise you we'll get as many as we can um, in the coming up weeks. If not, just bear with us on this one. So welcome back to the show, Haley. How's it going? Good. (laughs) (laughs) And just forewarning, if you hear a dog in the background, it's our dog. She likes to come on the show every so often. So She likes to make her appearance. Yeah. Yeah, she likes to be known mm-hmm. through her little jingles and stuff. We call her the um, stalker of our little apartment complex because she just stares out the window, has to know everything that's going on, and will bark. She does. At every well, she's a living snouser. thing she's that a goes snouser. by. So, so she's if you hear a few barking, a few barks, that's her. She's just saying hi. Yeah. Let's just go with that. That's it. Cool. All right, so... So people have asked, they want to know your side of the story. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily do you have to go from, hey, I'm Haley, I was born in, you know, <laughs> I mean, because we get on here and, and we get people to tell their story and, right. and we want them to have solution and to be um, with hope that other people will listen to this and know that there's yeah. a way out. But I think it's also important to for people to understand that there are a lot of people are affected by this. And in that is, someone, is the opposite side in someone else's story. Even mm-hmm. though they directly didn't take drugs, they were indirectly affected, and maybe even sometimes directly affected, right through it. Yes. So, and you've you've touched Very on true. some of that in my podcast when you hosted it. Uh-huh. You did a great job, by the way. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And uh, so, I just we want to get into talking a little bit about your side of things, and I, and I know you touched on some of it, but maybe with you doing a majority of the talking, we can direct our way through that. Sounds Makes sense. Good. Okay. So, where do you want to start with it? Do you want to go into like? Um, I mean, it, I guess we just start. We can just start with you, me, and you. Yeah. <laughs> where are we entered each other? I mean, just, I think we touched on that too, though. Yeah, but just in the sense of, I didn't know any. I didn't have any previous experience with addiction in that realm. Of life before you yeah as so, far as so I didn't new. grow up with any any relatives yeah. or anybody that I knew yeah, me that neither. was an addiction um, I have my share of you know childhood trauma I guess you would call it um, and things of that nature but I didn't know anything about drugs yeah alcoholism anything like that didn't grow up with that in my home um 
So, it, I mean, I had a very, we'll just say I had a very normal childhood, loving family, normal childhood. Right. And there was no, there's nothing significant to touch on in that area. Okay. Of life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even through school. Through middle school. Through middle through school. school high school. I mean, well. High school. I mean. I think, I mean, if you're being honest, you probably got into alcohol before I did. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was, I was a typical. I mean, I say typical. Well, for small towns, it is typical. Yeah, I was a typical teenager. I disobeyed my parents. I didn't. I missed my curfew. I, you know, broke a lot of rules. Um, no malicious intent. I just was defiant. I was probably the most defiant child out of my three sisters. My older sister was very rule abiding. Um, she just didn't really, she liked to follow rules. Straightly. Yeah. And I was more of like, well, you tell me I can't do something and I want to know why and I'm still going to do it and then I'll suffer the consequences. I was okay with consequences. Yeah. And I got them a lot, <laughs> all the time. I mean, I got my car taken away. I got my phone taken away. had a lot of my privileges taken away. I mean... And I just endured it, suffered through it until I got him back and I did the next thing and got him taken away. I mean, my parents were pretty, I wouldn't say they were strict. I would just say that they, they lived up to their, they did what they said they were going to do. If they say, we're taking your phone away for a month and a half, my phone was taken away for ev- a month and a half straight. You weren't getting it back early? No, not even a chance. Wasn't even going to ask. When it wasn't even a thing, so um, yeah, so I did. I drank in high school. Um, I got I don't in trouble. Know why that had to do with no, I, I mean, don't. for my I don't know why I asked that or well, said that. I don't know. I mean, those those are the kinds of things that I got in trouble for drinking, yeah. sneaking out to you know, because my curfew was earlier than everyone else's curfew, and I felt like I was having FOMO, you know, I was gonna mm. miss out on something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like that. And I, I got in trouble for things like that. Now, my really drinking was when I went into college. Like first year? Yeah. 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 That's Which when, is typical. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I don't know. There was other people in my freshman year of college that were n- not drinking to the excess that I was. I mean, it was like I found I had freedom as far as I didn't have to go home to my parents. I didn't have to answer to my parents and that I didn't, I couldn't control or I couldn't, um, limit myself. Like I didn't make good decisions around alcohol. Yeah. I mean, but I still think it's very typical. I mean, yeah, I mean like to, sure. to, to people that are going to like listen to this, you're very normal. Yeah. They're going to call you a normie. Exactly. I mean, of course. I mean like, I oh, they're going to be like, cause if you're like, well, the worst thing I did was made some bad decisions while I was drinking. <laughs> and they're going to be like, cry me a river. Yeah. Well, and I wouldn't even say that that's where like the worst of my behavior or my, like with my parents, you know, the, let me tie it to this. So it's so easy to like pinpoint drug addiction and alcoholism. But again, there's always this underneath underlying thing. And is it possible that you possibly um, identify with some of the behaviors that 
people do who's are not only like confused or like you know not the rule breaking but like dishonesty yeah. and stuff like that like mm-hmm. do you relate to any of that yeah a thousand percent just listening to you and all the other people that you've had on the podcast and hearing their stories about you know they could conform they were kind of like a chameleon they could mm-hmm. go from one group to the another group and just be whoever that group wanted them to be i i definitely identify with that to an to a certain extent for sure yeah um i didn't know who i was i think very few people when they're 18 know oh, who course. they are <laughs> of course um but yeah i i identify i identify with that um the lying the um because conforming in, and just trying to be who people wanted me to be and yeah. i was just trying to fit in and i didn't have any like personal um like i had a moral compass but i don't i can't remember very few things that i was like no i will not go do that because that is not something that i'm into yeah like if i just i was always the type of person that was like yeah up for whatever i i I feel like still to this day i have a pretty laid-back personality i'm not i'm not super high maintenance he may not agree with that in some ways but i i just am like yeah y'all want to go here we'll go here i don't really have a lot of opinions so you weren't the type to ever lead the pack no right more of the following type. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying that's bad. No, I, I think that it can be good in a sense and it can be detrimental yeah. in a sense too. And I think there's a lot of times that it harmed me. Are there, and I'm sure there's times, I mean, everybody looks back and they're like, man, if, if, I go, if I was to go back, I would have made a better decision there. Or yeah, in of terms course. of my, even with my friendships yeah. and stuff that, you, you know, at the age of 30, yeah. of course you can reflect yeah. and like pinpoint some stuff. Oh, I wish I would have made but it's a little bit different in your sense because with a drug addict it's like oh that that thing that opens the floodgates right oh if i would have done that who knows but like for you it's more normal to look back yeah yeah and And i don't and i don't yeah and i don't sit here and regret a whole a whole whole lot now i regret some you know things that prolonged that I should have grown up sooner or made better decisions sooner you know realize that like hey I probably shouldn't be doing that anymore like that type of thing but that's just like everybody I feel like so so many people go through that so um yeah that was I mean that was freshman year of college that was a lot of drinking a lot of um just trying to figure out who you are and what what you want to be about and what what college is what do you you know it college is great like yeah college is not very cool your freshman year i mean you think it is but it's a lot of chaos at least it was for me i felt a lot of chaos i just felt like i couldn't regulate my life like i couldn't make the decision to like i probably shouldn't go do these things because i have an 8 a.m class and i have a test i need to study for yeah like those types of decisions were very hard for me. I would always go do the thing. I would never say, "Oh, sorry, I wish I could. I wish I could, but I got a test in the morning." Did but did you have close friends that could do that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I had close friends that could do that. I had other people that I saw doing it. I had a roommate that was doing it, and I was always the person to 
if anything got in the way of school, I let it get in the way of school. And those types of decisions I wish I would have made. A, I wish I would have put my classes, even though it's just school, and school is important, and they are just classes, but I think being able to prioritize those things is like kind of a a life lesson that yeah. you carry through your whole life, mm-hmm. prioritizing your time. Mm-hmm. And it took me a really, really long time to learn that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like... It's, it's like I was more than the average procrastinator. Okay. Like I, I knew procrastinators, but I was worse than that. Like if it got to a certain point and I was like, mm, I'm going to have to stay up all night to do that, I just wouldn't do it. I would just show You're just up. like, well, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, I would just show up to class and just wing it. <laughs> How, how did the winging not very well at all it didn't go good i don't know how i didn't learn that like i don't know how after the first time i was like man i probably should study for a test i mean i can only think of a couple of times where i like legit really studied yeah like i have to make a good grade on this test and it life or death you know it was like it didn't matter the consequence and i think this started at a young age for me or at least like junior high like, even though I knew a consequence of some, of a decision, I knew it. Like, I knew I was either going to get grounded or get in trouble or get my car taken away or fail a test, end up failing the class, whatever. It was like I still made the wrong decision. It was like I knew that consequence was going to come and I was just going to deal with it. This is no fear of consequence. Yeah. That's... I mean, and I just want, I'm going to keep relating this back to like an yeah, addict's behavior. Yeah. Not saying, cause you're not, but no. I just wanted people to be like, understand that we show up very similar within our character defects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just chose and drug addicts just choose to deal with it yeah. a different way than you do. And, and, and mine was called denial. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's a big one. I mean, yeah. delusion, Yeah. denial and, and delusion. And, and of course we all kind of suffer with that, but like drug addicts take it to a whole nother level and then allow the drugs like so you know a drug addict doesn't have fear of consequences either as we talk about like this vicious cycle of things is when someone uses and and then something happens right typically mm-hmm. you if a drug addict gets caught or whatever you know whatever legal activity is going on or it doesn't have to even be illegal it can just be like your wife leaving you or something like that there's a consequence to it mm-hmm. if the consequences if there's no fear around the consequences then you can't get very far right right? you'll keep repeating doing things over and over again yeah so like take that take that instance plug it into your life there's a cycle right Mm -hmm. and if you don't get out of that cycle you'll continue to do the same things you just show up and it looks a little bit different because you're in high school you didn't fear consequences and just thankfully for me the decisions that i was (laughs) weighing should i do this should i not were not um life-altering or life-changing as far as like the consequence wasn't am I going to get in this car and drive under the influence and kill someone or kill myself like those weren't the types of decisions that I was making but at the same time it's still the same cycle and the same behavior like just thankfully I didn't I didn't have a huge consequence and I'm not saying that I'm lucky I think I was protected in that like I don't I don't I'm not I mean my even my friends now my college friends and we 
it's been a long time since we went to college, but we even think, talk about sometimes like, you know, we're, we, I'm, we're thankful that worse things didn't happen to us or we didn't get ourselves into situations that, that were, um, you know, a car wreck. Or, yeah. Or, or just even like when you listen to all these podcast, other podcasts, like true crime and I'm such a true oh, crime. Yeah. Or getting caught up in like a murder yeah, situation. Exactly. Or get like so impaired where someone takes advantage, takes of, advantage of us yeah. or you see that all the time on the news and we're just like, you know, you walk through college like you're invincible. Oh yeah. And like those types of things don't happen to me and they won't happen to my friends and things like that. But like, what I'm saying is if I was in that situation at that moment, I know looking back now, I did not have the decision-making skills to make the right choice because you, I did not fear the consequences. Right. You left yourself very vulnerable. Yeah. I, I mean. All the time. Of course. And, and just it just so happened that a consequence didn't come in yeah. to play. And not only just with like drinking, like I said, yeah. it, was, it was just decision-making on... Well, should I study for this test? Yeah. Should Making I stay good up this late? General. Should I not? Should I spend money on that? Or should I save my money? You know, I think, and that's pretty normal for everyone, yeah. I think. But it was just, um, it took me a long time to um, get that well, then, mindset. Like, in the meantime of all this, like as a college student, mm-hmm. you're sitting there, you're having to like juggle and balance everything because like there's, like this type of rapport that you keep up between your family, mm-hmm. your friends, and there's this balance to where I have to like give my parents enough information to where they think I'm okay. It was and exhausting, I'm, and yeah. I move along, and then I gotta, you know, yeah. Then I, I mean, gotta come back, and, and that's how it feels. Like I can remember m- my mom telling me at one point um, that in high school I kind of stopped talking to them, not like every day like hey mom just communicating just communicating about my feelings what was going on in my life like i just gave them literally the bare minimum Mm -hmm. like everything's fine and then she said i mean we've talked about this before even like now and she said when you went to college it was over like that you did not talk to us anymore like the communication was just gone what do you think why do you think that was well it was shame and guilt on my part i mean i knew that they wouldn't approve of the choices that I was making not approve so much I just knew that that would disappoint them I knew the choices that I was I was making would disappoint them and I knew that excuse me and then they had um you know certain stand I don't even know if standards is not the right word but like they expected me to go to class they expected me to do my homework and expected me to make grades that I was capable of making and knowing in my head that I wasn't doing those things and that I was doing the exact opposite every time I talked to them I would either a lie or b not talk to them just like I I just would ignore them or give them scraps about my life or tell them what I knew they wanted to hear up into the moment where I couldn't do it anymore like my report card, report cards, or my grades were coming in from the university, and they, they were going to be, your family. yeah, they're going to be emailed to my dad. <sighs> and up until that point, I'm telling them, "Oh yeah, everything's fine. I'm going to make A's and B's, and maybe a C." You know, yeah. And 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 I still in that moment, I knew I'm lying, and I knew the very next day he was going to know I was lying, and I just still did it. Yeah. And 
like thinking about that now is just like crazy. Like, why are you, why would you do that? Yeah, it's it doesn't a, make any sense. It doesn't. No, but it's it like makes a part. No it's sense. a part of a, like a flawed character. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, <clears throat> you know, I had to I had to learn this and find this out. Like all these character defects, like they still exist. Don't get it wrong. It, at thirty years old, like, yeah, I can find myself wanting to like twist the truth on something for no reason still I, I really do or like it's like it's like to just like mud it up yeah. enough to where I could swing it you know I mean I have to I literally have to raise my awareness around that yeah. it's something that like disappears well and I, I think also doing a lot of work even in therapy just around that portion of my life I think it was also I was lying to myself mm. I mean you I know what I'm saying is a lie, but the the worst part about lying is you actually start to believe some of the things oh, that you yeah. say. That's the yeah, yeah, you're and right. it's crazy. It's the worst part. You start to believe the things that you're saying, even though it's not none of it is true. Yeah. And you know I'm not making good grades, and then you start to act like you're making good grades, and then you know telling you other people, yourself. yeah, you trick yourself. And, and I think I just was not prepared to be honest with myself and take and take a look in the mirror and say, like, okay, Haley, who are you and what do you care about? What is what is important in your life? And Yeah, but I didn't but do that. At the same time, I think that is one of the hardest questions that you can ask anybody. It, it's like, hey, you know, if I say take a piece of paper out and here's the here's the here's the essay question. Who are you? And yeah. I'm not saying like my name's Haley. I got brown hair, blue eyes, and I like schnauzers and sugar cookies or whatever. <laughs> we were eating sugar cookies don't early, tell my, earlier don't today. Don't tell my secrets. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, well, and but I also think that it's important at some at a young young age is even 18 is just to start having that conversation and thinking about those things. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to have the answer. You're honestly, you'll probably never have the answer to that. And your answer will change as you get older and go through different things in your life, but I mean, I I think I was just so I didn't like myself. Yeah. I didn't like who I was. And so I tried to be someone else. I was you know, lying to my parents and I was doing things on the weekends like drinking because it momentarily made me feel better yeah. about who I was. Yeah. And then it just got to the point where I started kind of doing both really well. And I could, I live, I could, I could kind of pretend. Yeah. But then you're getting so far away from, from you, yeah. yourself to where you're, you like, you almost create this version of a person and it's like, it may look good on the outside for a while, but internally, mm -hmm. you know, it's not right. It's yeah. jacked up. Even if you start, even if you believe it, yeah. and there's a, there's still a point to where it's like, Hey, this feels all kinds of wrong. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like, you know, you get so stressed from having to do it. Like well, being yourself in life shouldn't yeah. be a, such a struggle mm -mm. for yourself internally. You know what I mean? There's these expectations and things you put on. To well, like, yeah. To and make yourself whoever it is you're trying to be. And so to kind of transition out of college and into where our story begins or you know I there were more consequences I all my friends were graduating college and I wasn't because I like I said I didn't prioritize school yeah. and about that semester is when 
we got in touch with each other again and we started dating and you know at this point I I wasn't drinking as much like freshman year to senior year I was still you know having fun on the weekends and I was on legal age and so we were going to bars and doing all sorts of stuff but I think I had a better um handle on I don't know maybe just life skills I don't know I mean you grow from freshman year to senior year so whatever that looks like that's I I felt like I was in a better place and being in a relationship with you made me feel like I had worth and value and seeing all seeing all my friends get ready to graduate and finding jobs and doing these things some people were getting engaged and other you know all these different things I felt like I was failing at life and then putting everything that I had into the relationship with you felt good. Mm -hmm. It felt good. It gave me purpose. It, it made me feel like I was worth something. Um, and I'm not saying that that was the right thing, but that's just the truth. And so it ended up that all my friends did graduate And I still had a semester left. And um, that's when our relationship really kind of took off. And then, to be honest, like, I don't know if you remember, but I can't even remember, like, when we started talking about getting married. I remember a conversation. (laughs) I remember a specific conversation in your parents' backyard. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I have weird memories like that though. You you know, I'm like I'm I don't know why, but I have like specific memories yeah. in the bank. Mm-hmm. So, I think I do remember. I that's I, I remember that conversation, yeah. the initial part of that. I, I mean, think. I remember the way that I felt. I remember that I loved you, yeah. and then I wanted. I knew that you were the person. I knew you were my person. Um, I knew that I had a lot of dysfunctions. Um, I knew that. Um, yeah, I wasn't make you know, there's some choices that I wasn't making that were, that I was making that weren't good. Um, even in the midst of being in a relationship with you, mm-hmm. like I knew that. Um, but it didn't, marrying you didn't feel, okay, I'll say this. Some people ask me now, even now, or especially like after we got divorced, like, do you feel like, do you feel like you made a, a wrong decision marrying him and to that I mean I guess it depended on the day probably I mean it probably felt good at times to say like yeah but no I don't feel like I made a bad decision I feel like I probably would have asked more questions had I not been so immersed in that relationship like I mean I, I put all my worth and value into you, into the way that you made me feel. And that depend, that made my, that made my world go around. And that shouldn't have been that way. Um, and so, no, I don't think I made a bad decision. Had I not been in the place that I was, we probably wouldn't have got married that soon. I don't think. Yeah. Well. But. Like, so, like, my part of this is it's hard to look back and to be like, 
you know, as a drug addict, the things you do during that time, you're like, you're, you're not yourself, and, you know, there's like, oh, we talk about these amends to be made, and I think there were some very real times in, in, in our beginnings, too. Yeah. It, it might have been short-lived, but I, feel, I still feel like it's hard for me not to say there were not very real moments for me, because it was very real to you. Right at the yes. whole time. Let's just a make thousand that, like, percent. and I'm, and for me to like say it wasn't for me, it, that's kind of that's a lie, you know. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, it's are you your true self? No, you know. Am I? Are, what are my intentions? Or you know, what am I trying to you know get out of this whole thing? I think that gets kind of like cloudy. But I remember like very real moments and real and very real times. So I wanted to just just put that out there yeah. as a person. Uh, and because you can like for those memories, for example, like I, that one spe- specific because there was a moment in there that was real, you know. Yeah. I don't remember like a manipulation tactic at that time. Now, quickly after that, things do get very manipulated for me. Right. I don't feel, and I'll just make this clear. I don't feel like you ever manipulated me into marrying you. I that was a choice I one hundred percent made, and it was a choice I one hundred percent wanted. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel like you did that. I think if anything, it was the other way around. (laughs) Mm. Like, I don't think I manipulated you, Mm. but I think I might've wanted it more than you did even. Maybe. I don't know. But like, I felt like I was more into it than you were at some times. But I mean, I feel like some guys are always kind of like that. Like the wedding planning and the the whole ring and the whole thing. Like, yeah, it sounds like just too much yeah i mean like a lot yeah you know but i also i'll also state or i want to say that women anybody if there are any women listening to this when i had to stay an extra semester and all my friends graduated and moved on um there was a resentment there that i felt towards them kind of and it had nothing to do with what they did it was my shame and guilt from not you know from not graduating with my friends and all these things and so I pushed every one of my friends away so when I was in the point where Jay and I were getting engaged and all that kind of stuff I didn't have my close girlfriends around me um that like this I mean they're the same friends I have now um but I didn't have them around me because I was I was ashamed of some of the things that I had done and not graduating with them. And that sounds really stupid, but it was the truth. Um, I and I think they also I wasn't transparent about our relationship to them and that hurt some of their feelings um, and caused some barriers and some some big divides between me and my friends. And so, and it was my fault. I pushed them away. I quit talking to them. Um, and, and that just got worse as our relationship progressed. Yeah. Um, so anyways, starting from there, then we got engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually pretty cute. I thought it was cute. You, I thought you did good. Um, but I will say there were red flags in all of that. Yeah, for me yeah I mean um, looking back I'm sure you can pick them up yeah, all the time like but, I was picking up so did you recognize red flags in the moment right and if no. you did okay so you didn't no so you're like you're, no you're kind of stuck on you're, you're, I think, you're caught in this yeah almost I think, like fairy tale like 
Delusional. I, right. I was delusional. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, you're just like, you know, this typical where you're like, oh, he he won't do that to me. Like, he'll change once we get married. He won't act like that. Yeah. I didn't realize it was drugs. <laughs> right. Were, well, that was so far off you were your doing. radar. Yeah. Probably. No, 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 no. I didn't realize it was that. I thought, I don't know. I just thought you were kind of moody. Yeah. Um, Very unlike stable. Like. Yeah. Unstable. Um, and so, yeah, there were times where just like when we got engaged there, I mean, we're in Florida at a beautiful beach with my family and, um, everyone is happy. And to me, it's like a moment that I won't forget, even though now we're past that. Um, we, we get engaged, we stay at the beach for a couple of days with my family and then we fly back and... It's the day we fly back. It's a nightmare. I mean, you, I mean, not to be rude, but you acted like a 12 year old yeah. in the flight and it was crazy. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, we should be so happy. And he's just not, he is moody and mean and it, it was just awful. But in hindsight, we now know what that was, Yeah. <laughs> but so little things like that, but I'm thinking like, you know, my brain, I'm mad and I'm upset and frustrated. Like, I don't understand why you're acting like this, but none of those are red flags as far as like, oh, he's on drugs or I don't want to marry this person because of that. I'm just like, oh, he'll, he'll grow out of that. And it's just like something that is not a big deal. Like Haley, you're making, I'm blaming myself. Like you're making this a bigger deal than it is. Just leave him alone and let him. Or I'm pushing him to act like that. Or, you know, I asked too many questions. Or I did this. Or I did that. I mean, that's just the way that I worked. Because I didn't want to think that it was anything other than, you know, my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a very quick engagement. And then we got married. Um, and this is, a lot of this is covered in, in, yeah, in my yeah, episode. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm just letting people know yeah. that you can hear about like, some of our journey yeah in i mean and then when we started getting um after we got married we just started life together just everyday life and that's when things changed yeah pretty quickly yeah in there um very very quickly um and for me i didn't know what was going on as far as drugs and he was using i had no idea but I felt like I was a failure hmm. through all of that. I felt like, what did I do? It was your fault. Yeah. What have I done? Yeah. How how did we get to this point? Why is he so unhappy? I, I just like, I don't understand. I can't understand why he's so unhappy. And what have I done to, to make it that way? Um, and so, and in turn, I pushed away every single person in my life. My parents, my sisters, my friends, everyone. There's a lot of indirect effect. Yeah. Right? I pushed everyone away because I was ashamed of what was going on. And I didn't want to admit that we had problems. Yeah. That something was wrong. That I couldn't figure out what it was. I couldn't fix it. Um, so in typical fashion, I was the type of person that from social media that we were fine. Everything was good. We put on this happy face. Right? Yeah. Or you do. I mean, it's a lot for you. Again... Here you are juggling, right? So tie this to even before though, 
you're having to juggle different you're having to please and, and keep yeah. up the persona around your family mm-hmm. my family and then yeah and and friends whatever that looks like mm-hmm. but the truth inside of the house is just like the a truth contru- is that it's complete chaos mess and chaos and awful right um on it on the daily on the regular it wasn't like oh we had a couple bad days here and there no it no. was like every day it was miserable was miserable um and i just was like what am i what am i doing i don't know i and the saddest part in all of it is before i found out that he had been using i literally would be in tears i would be i mean i had no one to talk to because i had pushed everyone away um and i didn't want to be truthful with anyone and that was my choice to do that um and i regret doing that i wish i would have told my mom i wish i would have told my sister somebody um but i had come to realize and accept that this is just what my life was going to be like from here on out and that was so i remember that almost one being like one of the lowest points of like okay haley this is just the way it's going to be um I guess you just married an asshole. Mm. And that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. And even further twisting that is thinking, okay, well, maybe if I get pregnant and uh, we have a baby. That'll fix everything. It will fix him. And it will fix us. Yeah. And like how delusional. Yeah, how delusional. But you hear that a lot. Yeah. You, you know what, though? I've even been told, I was even told that going through it. It's like, you need to have a child. You know, that'll fix mm. you up and that'll change your, you know, mm. your attention to something else. And that's what you need to make you, you know, grow up and, and take pride and accept responsibility, whatever. For real. I mean, that's something I, I've heard before. I mean, I'm just like so thankful. I'm so thankful that that w- it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine. I mean, we wouldn't be where we are today. There's no way. No. There's absolutely no way. And... Anyways, so going for, f- further through that, just when Jay and I would fight or when I would occasionally co- confront him for the things that he was doing or saying or when I would get frustrated because, I, to be honest, I I became a very angry person um, through all that. I, I became angry at him, angry at myself, just angry with life um I developed a temper and an anger that I had never had before um I kind of hardened up a little bit and so when we would fight and when I would confront him I was somebody that I didn't recognize um and not that I'm you know I mean I don't I think I can only be so mean or there's only so many things I can say but it, it would get to the point where I would just get so um, delusional. Like, like I would literally see red coming into my eyes when we would fight. And I, I, I could kill you at some points. Like I felt like I could kill you. I would punch things. I would slam the door. I mean, it was, it was erratic behavior that I was displaying. But at the same time, he used that against me. Mm-hmm when we would fight um and completely change the conversation the you know the he would direct it towards me the narrative towards me like you're crazy 
look at what you're doing can you believe that you're acting like this who acts like that and i mean it was just further it was just narcissism absolutely i mean it was all about that and deflection and absolutely gonna like it's not this ain't my fault i have I, yeah i don't play a part in this yeah right that's what i that's yeah. the stance i'm taking it's like yeah i am this way like i'm being this way because you look how you're acting yeah. and if you didn't act this way Haley, then you know then exactly. there would be no worries but i don't know what's going on with you right yeah yeah and and i believed it um i believed it i believed that if i was a better wife if i could control my temper if I could do x y and z then he wouldn't act like that or we wouldn't have these problems um in the in the longer that I sat there in that house with him and in that sort of mindset the deeper I sank into it and the deeper that I was just like falling into depression I didn't even know it Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what depression was I never even thought about depression or anxiety or any of that um but the deeper I sank because it was just a horrible toxic place to be in in that moment and and this is even after I knew he was on he was using drugs well you know it it didn't matter before or after even when I knew that it wasn't him talking even though I knew he was high or I knew you know all these different things I still thought it was my fault I still blame myself I still let him blame me and I accepted it um and until I just didn't (laughs) yeah so I don't really know where to go from there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing great. Um, you're doing great. Well, Let's. You mean to direct you a little bit here? Yeah, because okay. I'm now. I'm like. So, what? Well, no, you did a good job. You're talking about that, and then you know. Something. I'm just. I'm. I'm think. I'm just trying to think of the things that other people who may be in that situation, or have been in that situation, you know, are feeling or thinking. Yeah. Because the truth is, it's so easy to to be in such a bad space just physically that mentally it takes a toll on you too like I mean physically we were stuck in this house I didn't have any friends I didn't have any family I was isolating myself um because I was ashamed and It was just a a horrible cycle to be in and allowing myself to feel that way. And it just took a toll on me that, that I didn't realize the impact until later on. I didn't realize how much damage that was causing me. Um, Not only was it just mentally damaging, it was just, it was devastating because I love you Mm. and I loved him and it was someone that you love watching them do that to you and feeling like how could you do this to me how could you do this to me it just felt it I mean I don't even have words to how how it how it felt um so yeah (laughs) good 
and so I'm gonna. This is what we're gonna do. Um, so that covers about up towards to the point of um, before divorce, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And we talk about depression and sinking into that, and and so this will be a common theme going forward in in mm-hmm. your story because there's you know even coming out of stuff and and as life progresses and goes on, you know one thing that you know being vulnerable for you that you struggle with is still is is in the depression area Mm -hmm. and you're not alone in that and you know that um and it takes a lot to work within depression um it takes a supporting cast it takes a lot of self-evaluation and it's um something that you deal with on a daily basis yes no and and then i can only imagine like a scary thing being knowing that I don't really have any reasons to feel this way right now currently mm-hmm. when I can compare and go back and be like I have a reason now then mm-hmm. and but so not having to uh, really necessarily a big reason and still feeling that way yeah. right that's like the trap in this darkness of depression am I describing it in some I mean yeah in, a, in an okay way yeah and not meaning to put you out there but I think there's so many people so so many people that battle depression on a daily basis and um within your story that exists right yeah and but before you get into oh. it i want to stop you yeah because we'll continue this on this is just going to be part one so for all you listening um check in next week we're going to do part two we'll dive into some of the of, of the depression and things we'll dive into some of the divorce issue and um afterwards and then either in part two or maybe even part three we'll get into the phase of kind of like where we are now but I think there's so much good content within all of this that people need to hear especially from your part and we've done mine yours is lengthy but it needs to be that way because most people are wondering these questions why and what right and what are you still battling with and how do you battle with it and what do you do to cope and what are you doing to get through it now yeah is that okay with you yeah okay <laughs> I can just put you yeah. in the spot no no uh yeah that's fine okay no I just you know I just want to I don't know. Be nice to me. <laughs> no, absolutely. And people. Yeah. Because I don't, I mean, by no means do I have all the answers. No. no. Gosh, no. Um, well, but, and it's still an ongoing yeah, battle. That's yeah. Be real. I just, I think that there are people that suffer from some sort of trauma that kind of catapults them into depression and anxiety. Um, and it's okay to talk about it and it's okay to say like, Hey, I deal with it. I struggle with this. I still struggle with it. And so, yeah, I'm here for it. Awesome. Whatever. Awesome. So, um, thank you guys for listening and that's what we'll, we'll talk in and dive into next week. Also, if you have any questions that you would like to ask Haley or myself or around our relationship or things within addiction and what relationships look like, or I mean, just any basic questions or, you know, they can be tough questions. doesn't matter. Uh, let us know. Uh, give us a comment. I'll also make a thread on, online that you can comment there for some of your questions. But thanks for thanks for listening. This will be uh, part one of Haley's story, and we will continue. Thank you.